0: Ladies and gentlemen, let us all praise Weird Al Yankovic for creating a brilliantly entertaining music video about grammar and proper English usage. Try to imagine doing that. Now if you have not heard the video please look at it now you just search on YouTube for Weird Al, comma, word crimes. As you'll see the problem here is that Weird Al does not hesitate to insult people who use bad grammar, even if for comic effect. Oh my goodness. Professor Lauren Squires, who teaches sociolinguistics at Ohio State University, was not amused. She griped, open quote, many linguists are shaking their heads and feeling a little hopeless about what the public enthusiasm for this video represents, a society where largely trivial, largely arbitrary standards of linguistic correctness are heavily privileged and people feel justified in attacking those who don't do things the correct way." The professor thinks Weird Al's attitude raises deep and long-standing questions of social equity regarding class, education, race, age, ethnicity, gender, and how these relate to languages, dialects, and social registers. Close quote. The professor is aghast that Weird Al approves grammatical absolutes. Oh no! Well I'm aghast that the professor is running a scam. Every major language in the world has its high, middle, and low variations, its slang, its regional differences. That's a fact of life. Even semi-educated users of a language know about these subtleties. Many people shift their choices, their their grammar and so on depending on the people they are with. That's normal. But children do not know these subtleties nor do they need to at the start. Here's what they need to learn standard English as quickly as possible. Basically, standard is what the media, businesses and publishers usually do. It's what the majority of people really from the middle to low middle to the top do. Teaching anything else is not fair to the child. Suppose you went to Russia to learn Russian. The teacher tells you there are three ways you can express a thought. Your reaction should be hey, I'm just learning the language. I don't need second and third choices. Tell me the one that works in the majority of situations. Close quote. Teachers are trying to use political correctness to justify claiming that all linguistic choices are equally correct. Educated adults should know this is nonsense. But a kid in elementary school does not know. If you tell the child, there are no rules and anything goes, then you are stigmatizing that person. It's as reckless as telling children they can drink as much soda as they want. Any amount is equally correct. The professor is myopic, and real-life standards are not largely trivial. They are usually important to anyone who wants to move comfortably inside a language, especially someone just starting out. Public schools have stopped telling kids what's considered the correct way. That's the background problem. That leaves everyone adrift. Weird Al is defending common sense. If that leaves sociolinguistic professors feeling hopeless, perhaps they'll remain quiet for a while, having done enough damage. There's no philosophical justification for the relativity they promote. The entire descriptive versus prescriptive debate is just a cheap piece of bad logic. That's my conclusion. When anthropologists study primitive cultures, they're supposed to observe and describe nothing else. They're not supposed to dictate what the natives should do. The locals are the experts on their own culture. That's fair. So, we can only describe, not prescribe. Yes, of course, as long as you're in the jungle, somebody else's jungle. Then our far-left professors try to pull a fast one by blandly announcing that the same scholarly neutrality would be appropriate in New York City and all the other big places. We should ignore professors of English, editors, literary experts of all kinds, comma, I suggest. Their opinions would be prescriptive and we can't have that. Why? Because, you know, we don't allow that in the jungle. After students have learned all the rules, they can start breaking the rules and choosing among the rules. But in the beginning, as a practical matter, children need to focus on standards. They need to know what the smarter half of society typically does. Anything else is a war against children and against the society in general. Why? Because the approach favored by professors bearing gifts of sophistry gives children just enough to be totally confused. So learning is going to slow down. In closing, here's a summary: Liberal academics want to outlaw your rules, so they can impose their rules on you. Bah humbug! Thank you. Overview: Let's fix education. Explore seven of my favorite themes. First. This podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff. And that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. 4. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist is much smarter, he said. The beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five. Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six. If we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K-rate right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, PS, my book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.